Hello, this is On The Left Side, the alternative football podcast. We're going to ride roughshod over the week's footballing news and pull the juiciest morsels from its liquid core. All in the next 10 minutes, which is almost as long as Emmanuel Abue's contract lasted at Sunderland. But don't blame his agent for that debacle. Don't blame it on the sunshine. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Don't blame it on the good times. Blame it on Abue. Right, what's on this week's show? We work out if football is taking over the world of light entertainment. Together, we solve the educational problems of Eastern Europe. And we can work out exactly how much Sweet FA is. But first, we wave goodbye to some old friends. It's been a week of managerial comings and goings in the offices of footballing power, and each departure has seemingly been as inevitable as the last. First, it was Remy Gard, leaving Aston Villa by mutual consent, which is a lovely term, isn't it? I remember when my childhood pet goldfish got fin rot and left the fish tank by mutual consent. But like my goldfish, at least he's been put out of his misery. It was also time to rename Gary Neville's Valencia back to just Valencia after the ex-United man got the boot from the Spanish team after a torrid run of results. He said before he took the job that he'd lose credibility if he didn't give it a go and you kind of got to admire him for that. He took a chance on a big job, went to a country where he couldn't speak the language and had a go at following his dream. I think he deserves a lot of credit or maybe I'm just being Neville's advocate. I guess what this does prove is being able to tap away on a massive iPad screen doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a world-class manager. It's a bit like putting in a load of hours playing Angry Birds whilst you're sitting on the toilet and expecting that to set you up for a career as a vet. So it seems that Sky really was the limit for our gaz. The silver lining is football fans everywhere will be celebrating his eventual return to Monday Night Football and being able to tell other managers how they should be doing their job properly. And more importantly, save us all from insightful Jamie Redknapp punditry like this. You can see that Joe Hart's holding up four fingers. And the reason being is he was four players in the wall. Really? No. Strangely, with all the comings and goings, the man whose card has been marked since the first day of the season seems to be holding onto his job with the tenacity of Donald Trump's toupee glue. With the pressure seemingly easing off LVG at United, the Dutchman even seems to be enjoying his time at Old Trafford, using his pre-match press conferences this week to practice his very own tongue twister. And Luke Shaw shall start the first session in the swimming pool and so on. I wonder how his other players are getting on. Can De Gea hear his hair when he's having a mare? Is Chris Smalling falling and mauling the calling? Or is Juan Mata looking fatter than Blatter in Batter? Yep, poetry aside, you wouldn't consider LVG's job 100% safe yet. With Jose Mourinho and Mauricio Pochettino seemingly in the frame for that big job. Plus a certain ex-United player sneaking into the frame too. Rio Ferdinand took to Twitter this week to announce the beginning of his tenure as boss of the Red Devils, fooling absolutely no one, given the timing of his announcement, April the 1st. Nice try, Rio. However, the best fool of the week happened some days before, with Sky Sports News being duped into thinking that they'd secured an exclusive interview with Shay Given about his Stoke teammate Jack Butland's unfortunate injury on international duty. Just how, how big a blow is this for uh, Jack? Uh, it's an absolutely massive blow for Jack, but it's an opportunity for myself as well. But I'd like to wish him all the best with his injury. Okay, Shay, um, we'll speak to you again soon. 
If you ask me, it's understandable that such a quality impersonation would slip past the production team. Uh, can you prove your Shay given in any way? Or oh, to be sure, pot of gold, leprechaun, shamrock, etc, etc. Yep, seems legit to me. Put him through. Last week, we mentioned the inevitable football banterathon coming to Friday Night TV very soon. James Corden, Vernon Kay, and walking hair commercial Holly Willoughby have all apparently been signed up by Sky to front their new Friday Night football coverage. Well, it seems that that is just the tip of the iceberg, with football and entertainment TV crashing together with the style and grace of Brian Harvey reversing out of his driveway whilst eating a baked potato. There is football on TV everywhere, Former Villa striker Dion Dublin is now a property agent with Homes Under the Hammer. Let's see who fancied it when he went to auction. Jermaine Jenis appeared on the celebrity version of Cake Porn's show The Great British Bake Off. And then, out of nowhere, this week, the FA Cup showed up on the Antiques Roadshow. But unlike any normal episode of the Antiques Roadshow, this time there wasn't a dodgy son-in-law standing in the background, rubbing his hands together, looking shifty and wondering how he was going to slip rat poison into the old deer's tea. Instead, we had glam sports powder Gabby Logan proudly holding the iconic trophy. It's a real pleasure to meet you. I'm really rather stunned and shocked. That is some first-class flirting there from Alistair Dickinson. But not only was old Smoothie cracking onto Gabby Logan, he also managed to single-handedly devalue England's most respected and romantic football competition with one sentence. Having looked at this fairly recently, I noticed that it's embossed with fruiting vines. I suspect it might have been used as a wine cooler or a champagne cooler, something like that. Oh, great. So I could fight my way for a series of hard-fought football games in lower league grounds in the middle of winter to get my hands on the trophy, or I could pop to Obdins. Either way. So, how much is the big old lump of tin worth? I think quite comfortably this has got to be worth well over a million pounds. Well, that sounds like a lot, but in footballing terms, it's probably about enough to buy you Cristiano Ronaldo's left ear. But this is just the start of football on mainstream TV. There are opportunities to exploit everywhere. Daniel Sturridge would be absolutely perfect as a regular on Casualty. Steve McLaren has surely already booked his slot on Britain's Biggest Loser. Oi. And Ryan Giggs, I'm sure, is very keen to appear on Channel 4 TV show Three in a Bed. There really is no telling where it will stop. Channel 4, we have a hard-hitting documentary which may not be suitable for all viewers. Filmed in the aftermath of his dismissal from the Bernabeu, Rafa is out of work once again and claiming Dom in Benita Street. This week, Romania did something a bit different when it came to squad numbers. In an attempt to highlight the importance of a good maths education, the international squad trained in special kits featuring mathematical equations rather than numbers. So, for example, 4 plus 6 would be the number 10 shirt. Apparently, 18% of Romanian school kids leave school before getting a proper grasp of numeracy. Although, given that dropout rate, you'd have to wonder how they worked out that percentage, and if they did it correctly. 
Although on the surface, this seems like a great idea. But I have to question if football and maths just don't mix. For example, if a GCSE maths pupil faced this question, you can understand how they might get confused. Okay, next question. Wayne Rooney signed a lucrative five-year deal in 2012. Can anybody tell me in what year he will demand a pay rise and a new contract? See, it's more complex than you think. How about we start charging £3.14 for a half-time pie? That's a maths joke, by the way. Or if Man City spend £55 million on Raheem Sterling and he scores six goals, how long will it take for the person who signed him to actually get sacked? But if it all eventually took off, it's the commentators that I feel really sorry for. Oh, and the official has held up a ball indicating that we have the square root of 16 minutes left. It's three to the power of two. He plays the ball long to five squared minus six, who then cuts inside. Five divided by six times eight. Now he crosses the ball to four cubed and it's in. That's 4,000 times the power of two divided by 648 to nil. I've no idea what's happening. Right, that's it for another week of alternative football podding. Please, if you like what you hear, come back for more by hitting subscribe. And why not leave a lovely review of the podcast too? The footballing gods will no doubt look kindly upon such actions. I'm off to play Fruit Ninja on my iPad to prepare myself for a big martial arts competition. Or maybe a career as a chef, because that's full time. Bye. Oh, on the left side is divided by paying your headphones and multiplied by Ant McGinley over the square root of Jim Salverson.